Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voison, the host of Inside Personal Growth. And I want to thank all of my listeners who come from around the world to listen to the words of wisdom from our authors. And again, I thank everybody out there because without you, uh, there would be no Inside Personal Growth. Uh, We're going on nine years and over 550 podcasts with great authors from around the world. And today joining me from San Jose is Brian Kramer. And Brian has written a new book called Shareology, How Sharing is Powering the Human Economy. Good day to you, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. And thanks for taking the time to uh, spend a few minutes with my listeners uh, speaking about a great book about the power of sharing uh, in the world today. And I'm going to let my listeners know a tad bit about you, Brian. Brian is one of the world's foremost leaders in the art and science of sharing and has been credited with investigating the H2H human-to-human business movement in marketing and social with over 300,000 social fans and followers and an intimate understanding of the intricacies and inner workings of both social technologies and social behavior. Brian is both a practitioner and authority on the subject. In 2014, his first book, um, Be There No B2B or B2C, it's Human to Human, rose to the number one top-selling spot in business books on Amazon in the first week. And in January 2015, H2H was named the number one buzzword for 2015 by the writer. Um, Brian also has renowned global speaker, consulting and training, and unique sharing experience conducting in his recent TED Talk, um, which you can go out to TED and see why sharing is reimagining our future. Um, So Brian is definitely somebody we want to speak with today about how the power of sharing is really changing the world. Brian, you know, you state in this book that it's really the how, the what, and the why, and the where we share as individuals in our new connected technological world and it has the power to influence and to affect change in the world i know you're around this all the time but for my listeners would you be willing to share some stories about how you see sharing is really revolutionizing and changing um, our world as we see it today yeah that sounds good um thanks for the kind introduction and um i know that um you know, everything we're doing, including this this podcast here, is 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 really all about sharing. So, um, a lot of the growth that's happened over the last ten years is um, is is um, in large part due to the the social media platforms that has come on on board, and it's no new news that the growth has um, has been bigger than almost any transition we've seen in the communications industry over the last. Uh, gotten our in, in in several lifetimes, and so you know I'm what I'm what I'm not saying or what I'm not highlighting is is that growth because everybody's already aware of that. But what I am saying is that um, that, that this is just getting started. Um, that what we're what we're talking about here is so so profound, um, and and yet still it's not being used by most most people. And what I what I mean by that is not just 
putting across a status on Facebook or a, or a tweet or or a, a post on LinkedIn. But um, you know, we're we're dealing with something a little bit more deeper here. We're dealing with you know the, the thought of people actually having to worry about their personal brands um, and worry about um, and and build and and be more proactive about um, what it is that they put across um, out there because it's starting to have an effect on, you know, their jobs and, and their company and the product and the service and the friendships and, and all kinds of things that are going across. So what I outlined in the book actually walks through a more of a, a formula for that. But um, but at the end of the day, um, it's, it's really a call to arms to be a little bit more cognizant about um, how your um, – how you're communicating and, and, and not everyone is a communications degree. Not that that makes you any less or more, uh, you know, um, uh, knowledgeable about the topic, but, um, but, uh, one of the most important things is, is understanding, um, how everything is kind of linked together and how your, um, brand is being, um, portrayed, um, on the outside and, and how you look at what, what I've been calling your social body language, um, and how, you know, in, in person, you have a chance to actually see somebody, you know, you know what their body language is speaking about and how, how, how to interpret what it is that they're saying. But when you look at um, them uh, in, in, in a digital sense, then you don't have that. You lose their, their body language and all you have to go from is, you know, what their profile says. And even if you don't look at that, then you're just looking at what, what they've, they've spoken about, what they've written so, um, in, in perhaps a status or a, a blog post. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, so there's this, um, this uh, um, body language that, that happens and it happens over time. And it's kind of like looking at somebody um, and saying, and learning a little, little bits about that person over time. Um, I'm not sure that a lot of people look at it that way. I think they look at it in the moment, which is perfectly fine. We all live in the moment as humans. But, um, but when you look at um, your body language and you think about this kind of more, a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more, um, you're a little more cognitive about it, um, you can kind of look back at the last, you know, maybe six months of what you've done and say, is that the body language that would help give people a true sense as to who I am, the true authentic person as to who I am? And moving forward, how can I change that or how can I correct or maybe course correct it back on track with what, what it is that I need to become? Mm-hmm. So the, the, I can ask this question. What effect, if any, do you believe that this digital connection has had on our FaceTime, which obviously it's reduced it with one another? And what might be the implications of the overuse of social media and other digital sources to stay connected. I mean, this book is about sharing and staying connected. So um, do, do you believe this is having a positive impact, a neutral impact, a, a negative impact? What's your, what's your take on this? Yeah, um, I think that it's kind of like anything in, in our world. It's, it's all of that. Um, it, it's not one or the other. It depends on the person. Um, but, but I think it, it's it's certainly something that um, we've never really um, you know as, as our our um, uh, era has has learned it's not something we grew up with. Anytime you grow up with something, it's a lot easier than um, lear- learning something for the first time. Uh, you know, in the middle middle of your life, so to say, so to speak, and. And, and so, you know, the, our, our kids and their kids' generation will, will think nothing of 
the um, you know of, of social engagement. In fact, they'll look at it way differently than we ever did. Um, I, I Snapchat my my daughter to come down for dinner. That's the only way I can get her down. If, if I uh, take a picture and say dinner, then then she'll come down. If I yell for her, she won't. She won't. She yeah. won't hear me. And you know, so we all have different um, uh, different way now of engaging with um, with millennials and 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 um, everyone uh, you know coming in behind them. And 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 they've grown up with you know pinch and zoom as as a um, as as a as a um, you know uh, uh, a way that they can actually guide themselves through technology with their iPhones and Androids, and so um, so you know that's kind of what you're asking is also what I wrote in my first book, Human to Human, and how um, how why, and the reason that I think that that book resonated so so loudly is um, now because human to human has been something since the age of, you know, cavemen. I mean, uh, we, we, we've always communicated between, you know, people in some fashion or some sense, but um, the reason that I think it, it resonates so loudly more now than, than ever. And I get asked that question a lot is because, you know, there is this sense of social media allowing us to hide behind the computer screen. Excuse mm-hmm. me, and yeah, um, definitely and actually uh, communicate between two people, and um, and and at the end of the day, nothing nothing has changed. Relationships really are still king, and um, when you have a strong relationship um, in place with two people or more, um, there's there's such a tight bond there still that um, business can get done faster, easier, and 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 in in some way more of a quality sense. Um, but when you when you look at it from a, a, a you know pipeline perspective, and you're 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 optimizing your channel and you're pulling in a certain percentage of people and you're trying to move them into your fir- your nurture funnel and then they get in and you build them into a um, a sale, um, the chances of them I think really staying with you long term and I mean in a true quality relationship sense is not as high. Now it doesn't make it wrong. Um, I'm, I'm a believer of, the, of funnel marketing, but um, at the end of the day, you kind of have a have to have a combination of the two in order to work well. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that you you talk about, you refer to something you call the shareability quotient. And for my listeners out there, um, to some of this is obviously new. What is it, and why should it matter to the people that are that are really out there listening? Yeah. Um, well, the, the the shareology quotient is um, is 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 the content or um, thought leadership that you share is in equal um, proportion to how uh, people perceive you. Um, and what what that means is you are what you share. And um, mm-hmm. and it and and it's very true because when you share, uh, I'm not sure that people think about this as much, um, and I would encourage them to think about how, uh, I'm sorry, what they share, meaning um, when you share a third-party source, like if you were to look at an article and say, hey, um, you know, this Harvard review piece makes a lot of sense, or um, fast, from Fast Company, and it's talking about some topic, you know, about how, I don't know, some random thing about how, <laughs> I'm making this up, how, how maybe trash is the trash in the United States is, is escalating faster than we can keep up with it um, <laughs> and our recycling or something like that. And if you shared that piece, um, the, the, um, the, the perception isn't, 
isn't that um, you wrote the piece. It's that you believe in that topic, that you're, it's an interesting topic to you. And that's, um, mm-hmm. that, that then aligns you with that content and with that share. Now, if you were to share that two or three or four more times on that same topic, you're now aligning your brand with that topic. And now your social body language is pointing everyone to a, um, you know, uh, um, uh, a, a topic that, that you are likely to be maybe an influencer on. And, um, right. and so, so the, the concept is that you don't just have to write something or have a thought, but anything that you share um, becomes a, um, a part of who your brand is. Interesting. Well, it's, it certainly it gives me food for thought because obviously with over 550 podcasts and the areas of really business, personal growth, and so on, um, I, I kind of look at it a different way after, after what you've just said. And you talk about the human economy and the Internet of Things and the shift that's taking place right now where physical devices are being digitally connected to create more value. Um, can you comment on this Internet of Things that you refer to in the book? Yeah, I mean, Internet of Things is really the next um, next evolution. Um, it's uh, you know we've 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 seen you know the the industrial age and and we've gone through um, you know now now most recently the the social era and and I think um, the Internet of Things or Internet of Everything or the collaborative economy or whatever everybody's kind of calling it. There's a lot of names for it. Um, but mm-hmm. it is the next evolution of um, of what's what what is happening and what's to come, and that is the the connection between the digital and the physical world. Um, so any any time there's a human and a machine involved uh, together, um, giving you more um, insight into something that will help uh, make your time more efficient is where we're heading. And um, that can be time or communication. And it, you know, it kind of goes back to the, um, you know, the examples that, you know, everyone uses, like having your, 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 you know, groceries in your refrigerator and your milk is almost out and the refrigerator talks to Amazon. And by the time you get home, there's, there's new milk there because it senses that you were already out and you told the refrigerator just to order it next time it gets down to a certain level. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, so these these kinds of things, um, you know, are are happening. It's you know the world of autonomous cars, the way that we actually now deposit our checks over our mobile phones without even going to the ATM. Um, there's 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 uh, you know the the Apple Watch may turn into you know a chip on our you know in our skin, not to get too Terminator ish here, but you know right. that that helps us to just kind of do things faster. And it's it, I I think that um, you know there is a, a a way that a thinking that we have to have along the way, knowing that um, these things are, are things that are put in place to make our time more efficient so that we can have more quality relationships. It's not the other way around. It's not so that we can have less quality relationships and spend less time with people. Um, and, and so that's, um, that's kind of my, my thinking there. Yeah. Well, you can see that, you know, not only is it revolutionizing us as a species, because you know, as we've evolved in history over time, um, and this being one of the most explosive ages in technology, I, I'm 
still concerned as to whether or not the species is doing a really good job at adapting. Because if you look at what's happening to many people as, as an effect, as a, um, a sidebar to this, their health, um, their happiness, um, them as souls on the planet, you know, when you really want to go deep. Um, I think this has all been good, but I think that there's been some negative backlash as well. Um, you know, in your prior book, Human to Human, you wrote about understanding context and the factors that influence an experience. Can you tell the listeners what you refer to as these four rules of social context? Oh, you're uh, making me dig back into uh, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 yeah. titles. So um, I know one of them is um, is actually something that my um, uh, my business partner and wife Courtney um, uh, uh, says all the time, which is actually an acronym for uh, for uh, tits. It's think it through seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, whole, the whole idea between the social, uh, the, the rules of social context is, um, you know, thinking it through before, before you post it and, and, and having empathy for what others post, um, knowing what, um, and thinking about, um, the fact that there's a human on the other end that's posting something and that we're, there is no bad posts, there's nothing wrong. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of angst and there's a lot of, um, uh, fear of missing out and, um, and, and, and a lot of, um, you know, thinking inside of your, your head as you start to read through all these different posts from your friends, like why wasn't I included or what happened? And it started to create this, this distance, um, that I think is, um, is probably the dark side of, of, um, social media and, um, social context is, is really the crux of it. It's about thinking, through what you post and making sure that you're keeping in mind what, you know, what others are, you know, about their feelings, or perhaps, um, you know, when you read a, a post, you don't think about it too much or dig into it too much, or you understand the real context behind what's going on. Um, so there's, there's, there's always the, the point being that there's always context around every situation that, that you're not privy to. And, um, and it goes for everything. I mean, the, the only way that you're going to get true context is if you're actually there physically and understanding what it is that that person's or, or company is going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. So really it's about thinking through before you make that post, um, understanding, you know, um, as you say, social context, but social context or the why behind it. Um, now, you talk in the book about emotional intelligence, and you state that it will become increasingly valuable to our society um, with robotic technology. What can you tell our listeners to do or to become to improve their levels of emotional intelligence to compete in what I would say is this digital revolution or this uh, very frenetic digital world right now? Yeah, um, I would, you know, there's, there's kind of, uh, if you look at the, if you look at the emotional intelligence book by Daniel um, uh, Goldman, Goldman. Um, yeah, G-O-L-E-M-A-N, um, he, he outlines five key areas, which I quote all the time. 
Um, and and you could use these in your company as well as you know with other other people. Um, and I, I, so the five categories are self-awareness, um, you know, the ability to understand your, your own emotions, strengths, weaknesses, drives, values, goals, and then recognizing their impact that they have on others. Um, you've got uh, self, self-regulation, which is the ability to control your, your disruptive emotions and impulses while, you know, kind of adapting to the changes or the circumstances, circumstances or, or the, the impulses that you have in any, any given moment. Um, you've got, uh, you know, just general everyday social skills, um, how you manage your relationships to, uh, you know, move people into a certain direction. Um, you know, this, this helps in leadership skills. Uh, there's, there's one, this is my favorite one, which is empathy. Um, empathy is the ability to understand, obviously, the emotions of other people and putting yourself in their shoes. I think it's one of the, the biggest things, actually, not just in person, but online. Um, and that's what we were just talking about a second ago, where we're, you know, um, kind of aligns itself with social context. And then there's um, the last one's internal motiva- motivation. It's what internally drives a person to achieve um, influence. So uh, the external factors like money or status or um, having uh, people say thank you or um, having gratitude or attaboy or whatever it is that drives you. It's the, it's the motivation behind um, understanding the motivation um, behind both yourself and other people so that you can, you can help to move, move them or yourself in, in the right direction. So the emotional intelligence is you're basically saying um, understanding these things, obviously, and knowing yourself is really truly one of the competitive advantages of somebody has a business out there to actually acquire more business, be able to communicate more effectively, um, be able to understand how others are communicating to them. These are, these are relevant, even though we're in this digital world. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. 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 And um... go ahead. ahead. So, so all you're Uh, basically understanding and outlining Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Understanding and outlining those those areas is um, is it, it makes you truly a, a competitive um, brand. Okay. So um, you you mentioned this social body language before, but you say it's one of the most incredible things happening on the web right now is this development of social body language. Um, explain to the listeners, you know, in your estimation what it is exactly and why it's so important, you know, when they go make a post at Facebook or they get on Pinterest or they go out there and put a YouTube video up or whatever it is, what, what is it about this social body language? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, since we only have about three minutes left, I'll, I'll try to make it a little bit short here. Um, the, uh, the, 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 the biggest thing about social body language that, that everyone needs to understand is um, how they're going to um, go at this. And, and the best way to do it is to actually plan it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the best plans are actually done platform by platform. Um, mm-hmm. So don't take a look at every platform together and say, what am I going to post across all platforms? Take a look at each platform and say, what makes sense for this platform? Um, just because you post something in one place means that it needs to go everywhere. 
Um, each platform has its own drive. Some are a little more personal, some are a little more professional, some are a little more of both. And, and, and as you look at each uh, of those categories, it's going to help shape your body language a lot more. And if I were somebody who's kind of following you all over the place and I see that you're not just blindly post, posting everything everywhere, um, that's going to make, make me uh, like you a lot more, that you're not um, uh, social spamming. Um, and I think social spammers are, um, you know, definitely, you know, um, an up-and-coming breed, and it's something that we need to be cognizant of. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is just really kind of connecting with your audience. Um, don't just um, have a one-way direction. This is really where it starts to get into the H2H stuff. Ask, ask questions. I mean, the other day I asked a question, would you rather, would I, find, would I reach you better at 2 a.m. or at 6 a.m. if I were to call you at either time? And, I've got, and I got over 200 responses on that question. And I took all those answers and actually made a graph and posted the graph up, and everyone thought it was kind of, you know, fun and, and interesting and unique, and it kind of, you know, was just something fun to do. But mm -hmm. it, was, it was more about them than it was about me. I had nothing to do with it. So when you start to build your body language, if you make everything about you, it's going to have an impact on how people perceive you. So be really cognizant about that too. Really important what you said about the different platforms and how they all kind of relate a little bit differently and, and how you would post. Last question here then, Brian. So what's in store for the future of all of those social media platforms we've just talked about. And what does this mean for us who will remain connected through these platforms? Yeah, I think, um, I think the, the, the biggest thing that you have, have to keep in mind is, um, is, is that you, you should not, uh, um, you always keep in mind that every platform owns your content. And so it, it, I would highly recommend that you um, get your own blog or your own website and you start posting your own content onto uh, that blog or website, and then you distribute that content through the platforms. But don't use the platforms as your content hub um, because as you've seen, Facebook and LinkedIn and all these other uh, uh, social platforms could be gone tomorrow or they could change the rules at any given time. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So there is a an issue there and you're saying for everybody who's listening out there you know find a place where you can post your own stuff create your own blog like i have um, a place where you can outreach and let people draw to you from the social media um excellent uh, uh idea there and and something that hopefully my some of my listeners are out there who are doing blogging and who are involved in all of the social media element of this will take uh heave of well Brian, pleasure having you on Inside Personal Growth. Uh, again, for my listeners, we've been on with Brian Kramer. Uh, Brian is the um, owner of a company called Pure Matter. Uh, they're out of San Jose. The book is called Shareology. You can get this on any of your best booksellers. Download it from Amazon digitally. Uh, how sharing is powering the human economy. Um, we've been on with Brian today speaking about this. Brian, thanks so much for uh, sharing your stories and your insight and wisdom um, into how sharing is really revolutionizing not only our economy and our businesses, but us as human species as well. Thanks so much. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.